Today's story is called Tom and the Sword Button. Now, this isn't actually really a story about Tom's bum, though it definitely does feature. It's really a story about learning and what I should have learned about two years ago. Now, Tom has been joining me on the bike through India for best part of two weeks now. And as you remember, the first few days, we were going up some pretty steep, relentless climbs in the state of Meghalaya. It was incredibly wet, it was humid, and we ended up climbing uphill for eight hours, ten hours in total, continuously. That was pretty tough. And at the end of that, Tom said, you know, I've just been grinding my bum for the last couple of days. It's it's pretty damn sore. And I thought, well, okay, that's that's sad. My heart really did bleed. But I thought, well, that's actually, that's normal enough. Tom's just joined on the bike. We've been doing some tough hills. It will get better when we're back on the flats, going through Assam, when Tom's adapted to being on the bike. And when we got to Guwahati, which is the capital of Assam, and we took a rest day there, Tom said, I'm going to you know, look at the position. I'm going to try and make sure things are a bit more comfortable. And actually, that was... Um, you know, quite a proactive sign from Tom. Most people, when they're uh, uncomfortable in the back, just think that it's set in stone. And I don't dissuade them of that. I haven't ever really saying, well, you know, I say we can adjust the saddle position a little bit. We can move the saddle up and down. Tom started going on lots of blogs and forums and looking at how he could adjust the handlebars, how he could adjust the saddle, the angle of it, a lot of different things. And I thought, well, that's great. Um, Tom can crack on and do all this research. But I thought basically that was you know, his, his responsibility to get on with it and his problem to go and uh, solve the saddle and his position on the bike. I thought, well, I'm, it's not much that I can really contribute. This is sort of Tom needs to sort of work out what works for him. And that's always been, I think, my attitude on this trip of whoever's joining, they probably need to just work out what is suitable for them. And I, I don't really think I can, um, you know, I don't know what they're feeling. So I'll, I'll let them kind of crack on with it. And if it's painful enough, then I'm sure they'll, they'll make some changes. However, through the course of this story, I realized that that's, that's not necessarily true. So we carried on past Guati and we started cycling on the flats. And I have to say, Tom was quite quiet in this section and his usual good humor and cheer was largely replaced by, well, we, we had a running joke that, you know, um, this wasn't a whinge, this wasn't a complaint, uh, this was just how it was. And really that should have been a warning sign for me but, you know, over the, the next couple of days, Tom was pretty sore uh, on the bike. And this really culminated in the day that we were going to a place called Nogaon. And Tom <laughs> uh, compounded with his un unhappiness of his bum on the bike 
also had some food poisoning. And we had returned essentially to India. And I say that because in Meghalaya, we didn't attract too much attention. People didn't crowd around us too much. We were free to carry on with just a thumbs up. And that was that was really nice. But where we were cycling in this part of Assam, or in that part of Assam we were cycling through at that point, if we stopped at a bus stop just in the middle of nowhere for five minutes, we'd end up having 10 people crowd around us, taking an interest, asking a few different questions, but basically the same questions of where are you from? That was the main question. Uh, what do you think of Assam occasionally? But a lot of a lot of interest, a lot of conversations, and there was one time when we stopped for lunch and I just wanted some samosas, and this was on the day we were going to Nogaon. Tom wasn't feeling very well, so he wasn't eating. I had some some samosas as a quick bite, and we had like 30, 40 people just watching us as as we were sitting down and eating, and some guy was trying to... I don't know what, but I kept on tapping at my elbow and saying some stuff and uh, saying I should, I don't know what. And I wasn't that keen to stop very much because I'd felt like I'd had my, my dose of this. I didn't really want to be the center of attention. So my solution to Tom not feeling very well uh, was to get to Nurgaon as soon as possible to me, that seemed like the logical thing to do, that we get there and then Tom can break and have a proper rest. Now, of course, this also, this attitude also underlies uh, perhaps some of my major shortcomings um, doing a, a tandem cycle trip with other people that over the past two years, I have got very accustomed to riding my bike, to riding wonderful Chris, for, you know, up to eight hours a day or something. And so I just don't really feel much of a need to stop. And I don't realize I've completely forgotten what it's like to get on Chris for the first time. And it was through some conversations with Tom that I remembered that in my first two, three months on Chris, I was constantly making changes. I was pretty much constantly not happy with my position. I was quite uncomfortable on Chris and I'd completely forgotten how difficult that time was and how frustrating that time was because I loved cycling my road bike and then I'd got on Chris the tandem and felt like, well, this is nothing like cycling. This is really frustrating. And that was exactly how Tom was feeling. He'd done a lot of cycling on his road bike before it came out to make sure he was in condition. And one of the most demotivating things that Tom was finding was he was in good condition. He had prepped and it was still really sore and he didn't feel like he was able to contribute. So we did get to Nogaon that day. However, Tom was, Tom was feeling the pain. And we needed, we needed some time off. We needed, we needed a rest day. So we took a rest day in the Kazaranga National Park. 
And that's when Tom and I had a proper conversation about what was required because Tom said, you know, this is really uncomfortable. I am not <laughs> enjoying this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sort of carry on and support you, whatever happens, but I just don't know if I can do that on the bike. And it was, yeah, you know, it took, took Tom to say that for me to sort of take Tom's bum concerns really seriously. Because up until that point, I was like, well, they're just a fact of life. You know, they're going to happen. We'll get through them. And, you know, in the past, I definitely, you know, I've always sort of said to people, if you want to stop, just let me know. If we can make a change, just let me know. However, what I haven't appreciated in the past is that people who come and join me on this trip probably very much don't want to rock the boat joining me in my environment and it is unfair of me or it is certainly unhelpful of me to put the onus on joiners on the stokers to say well tell me when you want to stop because well probably a lot of people want to stop after 10 minutes and feel (laughs) and feel that's not appropriate and they have no idea of like what a reasonable amount of time is and so when i'm stopping every hour and a half well that leads to sore bums and certainly i've now heard from Kay, who joined me across bangladesh that she would have very much preferred to stop more often but didn't really didn't really feel that was possible and um amusingly shared that well, we were just cycling along and, you know, I just kept on expecting that we'd just stop pedaling for a bit. Perhaps when we went down a, down a hill or we went round a bend, we'd just stop pedaling. But we never did. <laughs> and I sort of thought, oh, well, I just thought you just carry on pedaling on your bike. I mean, why do you stop? Why do you stop? <laughs> Shows you how out of touch I am. And how important it is for, for me to get some of this feedback. And just, I realize it's quite late in the day. Apologies to everyone who's had a sore bum. Now, actually in the past, say with Sunna in Uzbekistan or Dev in India, we have developed quite a good routine of lifting. Uh, and that's something that Tom said, you know, it's going to make a huge difference to me if we stop every 45 minutes or every half an hour, if we do some coasting, if we do some lifting. And at this point, I realized when Tom said every, you know, every 30 minutes, every 45 minutes, what he really meant was every 30 minutes. But it was up to me to make the call that it would be 30 minutes rather than 45 minutes because Tom was just trying to be accommodating to the aims to make mileage. So we had this conversation in the Kazaranga National Park. We were taking a rest day there. There were rhinos about hiding somewhere. Apparently there were Bengali tigers, though we didn't see any. Though, you know, they were reputed to be, and there's a big reputation from this park that there were tigers there. However, they seemed to be more, more in the tourist brochures than in reality. Tom and I set off the next day with a new mentality and a new mindset that we would be stopping every half an hour. We would be taking, uh, like Tom would be lifting off the bikes and pedaling out the saddle every sort of 10 minutes, or we would be coasting down the downhills. 
and that is what we that that is what we did uh and as we're going through the national park there are some very amusing signs sponsored by local banks uh saying things like don't shoot us with guns shoot us with cameras uh which was rather rather charming i thought and uh you know the if if you look after animals you look after the world which i thought was some very very nice um advisory pieces um interesting interesting education from banks anyway we we carried on through the kasaranga national park and we entered into the upper part of assam and we had a lot a lot of attention there and it was also a time for me to put into practice another thing that i'd been thinking about that over the course of india and indeed bangladesh i'd sort of shut myself down a bit to outside interaction particularly on the bike i'd seen it all as kind of kind of an intrusion that i just want to get on with my ride why do i have to answer the same question time and time again why does everyone want to take a bloody selfie with me like this is annoying and that was to miss the huge amount of curiosity and positivity and the fact that people were really excited to see this tandem and these riders go through through their state and their country and what had happened in the past is i'd become burnt out from just too many interactions and feeling a little bit like the rhinos in the national park that i was some sort of attraction but i realized that there was going to be some sort of middle ground that would be best and better to aim for that not only would kind of give something to the assamese people but also make me feel a little bit better and less like a sort of scrooge or a, a hermit and so i discussed with tom and we decided that you know for three people <laughs> three a whole three people a day we you know if they wanted to just wave us down that we would stop and we'd have a chat and we would have a selfie with them and that is what we did and we discovered that those events you know it was really nice to sort of do that three times a day and then afterwards know that you you know you'd stopped you'd given what you felt comfortable doing and then you could in a fairly clear conscience when other people were were stopping us uh to uh politely decline now throughout the day we'd been taking breaks and it was clear that Tom was a lot happier and you know he was, you know there was a smile on his face we were chatting we were we were making some good progress and we were getting into a place called Shivasagar and that was our destination and we'd had our three our three selfie stops for the day we'd had loads of support of you know well done go 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 we'd even had some people come and give us the traditional assamese scarf which some guy had um driven from the local town he'd seen us on um on facebook a local 
blogger, celebrity blogger, a guy called Assam Jet, had posted about us. And some guy came from the local town, had driven on his motorbike for 20 minutes to come and find us and given us these Assamese scarves, which are, you know, white and they're sort of trimmed with red and they're hand woven and they're very beautiful. And we now have a connect collection of nine <laughs> between us. So thank you. Thank you so much to everyone in Assam for furnishing us with enough um, scarves to keep us warm through the harshest of British winters. Um, anyway, so we're coming up to Shiva Sagar and the, uh, the people still were very much wanting to uh, interact with us, but it the, the road had narrowed and it had worsened as well. So we were avoiding potholes. The tarmac was uneven. I was constantly wiggling the bike around, uh, trying to find the best line. And also the road had narrowed to just, um, you know, one line of traffic one way, one line of traffic the other way. But with the potholes, people are constantly crossing the road onto one side, onto the other side. It was quite narrow. You've got these white bolero trucks that are sort of the local taxis and they absolutely scream along and they dive into the smallest of gaps to avoid crashing into a truck that's coming along so it wasn't very relaxing let's put it that way but we we're in a good condition because we had been stopping but then we started finding three instances in the course of about one hour where, you know, there's someone who wanted a fist bump and was driving super close to us uh, and almost knocked us off. So that wasn't wasn't too happy. Um, and then we had another guy who was trying to high five uh, from the side of the road. And again, just it felt like we were going to almost get knocked off our bike and trying to avoid that whilst also avoiding a pothole was not great. Uh, and then we had someone almost open a car door into us uh, on the final stretch into Shiva Sagar. But this meant that we were pretty on edge, pretty alert and cycling hard and just trying to get there to the destination. And we reached Shiva Sagar, we showered and we went to a local restaurant. And it was here that I, I realized that we'd really ticked the box because Tom looked exhausted. But Tom, Tom had this like happy, tired smile on his face. And he said to me, look, we've, we've done a really good day's riding. Like oh, I was pretty on edge, like high on adrenaline, like really gunning for it on the last, on the last 15 kilometers as we were avoiding cars and dodging everything. And it felt awesome to be really hungry really motivated to get to the finish rather than just hanging on and just being un, unhappy and miserable because of my bum. And, and Tom said, and this, this is when I knew that we'd really made some progress and I'd learned a lot as well to, to realize that this is, this is important and this is how we should be riding. And Tom said, you know, look, I'm sore, but now it's my legs not my bum and that and that is how it should be